Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon, the Deacon of Real Estate. I am not Alex. I am Adam with you as always. But Alex, you are the man of the hour I or am half Alex. hour. The man of the half hour. Yes, like I'm say, the man so. of the next half hour, 20 minutes or so. About that. About <laughs> that. So, um, Alex, you know what? Thank you again for being here as always. I don't think I could talk to you for an hour. I, I would probably just want to jab my eyeballs out with a sharp Most sharp people object. can last like 15 minutes with me and that's about <laughs> it. And then they just want to run for the hills. Um, and so, last time we spoke, um, yes. which was you know, a couple days ago, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. uh, we spoke about sheriff sales. That is correct. Now, those are pre-foreclosed properties. Correct. And yes. then today, why don't we touch upon foreclosures and auctions? Right. Yeah, because like, they kind of both go hand in hand. Um, typically you don't see a lot of auctions on properties that are owned by individuals. Not around here, at least. I think other parts of the country, auctions are a little more normal than they are here. Okay. But you don't typically have like auctions on properties that aren't owned by banks. Okay. So mo the ones we're going to talk about today are properties that have already gone through the share of sale and the, the legal aspect of it, and the banks have foreclosed on them, and now the banks own the property, and now they're selling them. And most of the times they're selling them through an agent, but in many cases, if they're not listed with an agent, if they can be listed with an agent and auctioned at the same time. Okay. So we'll talk about the differences and the different types of auctions that, that you can uh, you can be involved with. Some are on site. Most of them today are online. So one of the we're going to talk about the pros and cons. And when we did the pre foreclosures and the share sales, you'll notice the only pro of the share sale was Gosh. you you can make you can get some good deals. Okay. There was a lot of cons that came with that, so we didn't. I didn't suggest that uh, somebody new, even somebody who's experienced, jump into that because it's a whole different business model. It's a whole different different learning world. Curve. Yeah, completely. The foreclosures and auctions are way more friendly to your average investor or really anybody. Okay. The pros of a foreclosure is you know, this is after foreclosure auctions are you can you can definitely get some good deals. And typically, nine times out of ten foreclosures need work. So you have to be able to, you have to be willing to do that work or hire people to do that work for you. So most of them need some work. Some of them, it's just very few. You'll, you'll buy a foreclosure, you just walk right into it and you can move in. Typically, it might be just some flooring and paint. Most of the time, it's a little bit more than that. Maybe a kitchen, flooring and paint. Sometimes it's it can get crazy it can be structural it can be roof it can be furnace plumbing you know it can get quite expensive so the uh, gambit can run from just spit shining a place and getting it livable to Total you know rehab. hundreds of thousands of dollars of rehab wow okay so the again the pros are you can make good money doing this the pros are you can find these relatively easy but remember something when you can find something easy so can everybody else right the pros are you'll get a good title when you buy these, where the sheriff sale, you're not sure what you're getting. On these foreclosures, you'll typically get a good title. You'll have your attorney do the closing, and the attorney will issue a good title policy. So if he misses something or something comes up six years down the road and then you sell the property or six months down the road, you'll have that insurance title, uh, that title insurance that will protect you. So I guess those are the pros. The cons are not nearly as many as the share of sale. Okay. 
Uh, the cons would be typically if you're up against uh, a cash buyer and you're doing mortgage, you're probably going to lose because okay. the cash buyers for the bank are definitely more appealing than a mortgage buyer. Straight cash, baby. Yeah, the banks mm. are different. Actually, they're more prone to take cash than the, like an average seller. Oh, you okay. Know? So if you don't have your cash in line and you have to get a mortgage, it can be a stumbling block. Okay. On a, in a real high demand market like it is right now here, it's uh, there's a lot of competition. Just like in, in, even if it wasn't a foreclosure, there's a lot of competition. So you have to be able to act quickly, look at the house as soon as it comes on the market, and you don't have a whole lot of time to make decisions. Uh, the other con is if you're doing inspections, so let's say there's three offers on the table. One's cash, no inspections. Mm -hmm. Another bidder has put an offer and it's uh, cash with inspections. And the third offer is a mortgage with inspections. The, the cash with no inspections could be $10,000 less, but the bank may take that over the third one, which was a mortgage with inspections. Okay. Okay, so that's what I mean by cash, no inspections. That means you walk through it and you do a quick analysis of what you think it needs, and you're not having a home inspector look at it, because chances are if you are going to do that, you're not going to be even looked at as a potential offer. So now, now why is that in a situation where, where cash is king? Just because they, they, it's guaranteed money on the spot. They don't they know that it's right there. Yeah, cash is your closing. Yep. Mortgage, there's there's a lot of things that can come up on mortgages. Uh, the bank can just get cold feet. The buyer can go ahead and things can happen right. between the time you sign the contract and close. You get you can go through a divorce, you can somebody can hack your credit right. and all of a sudden your credit score plummets. Uh, you can go and buy a, a major purchase, maybe a, a big SUV, and all of a sudden your debt-to-income ratio gets mm -hmm. thrown off and you don't get the loan. There's just more risk involved for the bank who's selling the property when there is a mortgage versus cash. Right. Then the next thing is the risk involved with inspections. If you're buying a cash as is, it's just less risk for the bank because if you're doing cash with an inspection... You have 10 days or 15 days to go in there and get the utilities turned on and check the sewer line and check the furnace and the roof. And the bank's not going to really negotiate anyway. Right. So they're like, you're buying it as is, but you can do your inspections. So again, if there's more than one offer on the table, and there usually is on a, on a good property, then you have to go in with cash and no inspections. We just had one, actually. We had a client who made an offer on a three-unit and I knew as soon as I saw it coming to market, it was going to sell. And yeah, I was right, like in three days it sold. So he put an offer in, and the other offer, and he put a very good offer in, I think it was full price, but it had a mortgage contingency and inspection. The other offer was probably just as good or close. It was cash, no inspections, and they took the other offer. And that was a regular straight up sell. That wasn't even a foreclosure. That was just a a person who was selling a three unit makes sense though. Yeah, it really does. So we could talk. We talked about the pros and cons. If we can discuss uh, the different types of auctions. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So there's a uh, the HUD auctions. We should go on HUD.com and you'll pull that up. HUD auction is just it's a HUD is a um, it's a type of loan that that's insurable, mm -hmm. and what it means is. 
the government, I think this is what it means, the government insures that loan. It's HUD, HUD Housing Urban Development, mm -hmm. but it's a government program. The government insures the loan, okay? But all that means to you when you're buying one is it's typically the first 10 to 15 days or 20 days or something like that, like on a Fannie Mae or a HUD. Typically, they're own, only open to owner-occupants. Oh, okay. Okay. So now many investors buy these, and that's fraudulent, and it happens. But if they catch you, there's some high penalties. But these are open to owner-occupants only. So typically, like in a good area with a good school district, mm -hmm. if a foreclosure comes up, and it doesn't need a whole lot of work, it's going to get gobbled up by someone who's actually going to live there. And they're going to be able to pay a lot more than you can because you have to buy it, pay closing costs, you have to fix it. Right pay the contractor, you have to hold it, pay your taxes and your interest on your mortgage payment, and then you have to sell it, pay commissions and taxes, and then you have to have a profit. So there's no way you can outbid an owner-occupant. Right, yeah. Right. It's just simple economics on that one. So HUD, you have those, you have Fannie Mae, which is um, also, I believe, it's not really a government insured loan, but they're Fannie and, and Freddie Mac, and it's just, there's similar terms. <clears throat> but you can go onto their websites and you can go on usually all these properties are on the multi-list so whatever part of the country you're in they're typically listed with an agent and your agent will have access to them okay then you have the straight up banks that are just foreclosing on the normal conventional loans they're just they're called REOs real estate owned or they're corporate owned they're just owned by banks they're listed on the multi-list some of them are just listed without any auctions at all so meaning they're just on there just like Bob and Sally's house down the street and then mm -hmm. two doors down might be a bank foreclosure okay and they're all listed on the multi list and you can go see them with your agent now in this like recently probably the past 10 years especially maybe the past three or four a lot of these properties and banks are putting them on site on auctions okay so very few do you have actual on-site auctions where you like you'll go to I went to one recently it was down at um, it was down in Pittsburgh at a venue and they were selling like 30 homes it was a company it's called auction world USA huh. yeah auction world USA what they do is they handle these foreclosures for a bank they had 30 on their list they sent this list out to whoever they could send it out to and advertised it we went and checked out all 30 homes. I think we ended up bidding on a couple, and we didn't end up getting anything. But that was on site, like live. Right. Okay. Okay. Then they then you have some auctions that are literally at the house, which is very is even like is more rare. Right. You actually be at the house. It's like some kind of a movie scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're literally <laughs> bidding out in the front yard. That's something I we did. That it was it was kind of neat. But I didn't get anything there. And then most of them today are online. So we'll talk about those. So HUDs, those are all online. Fannie Mae's. And some of these, like you as a consumer can't go online and bid. You have to go through your agent. That's the way they're set up. I think most of them, that's the way they're set up. But yes, yeah, some of them, like there's Auction.com, there's Fannie Mae, there's uh, HubZoo. Probably more sites than, than than I'm naming, but you typically like it'll say auction in seven days. Mm -hmm. 
Auction starts today. Auction ends in seven days. So it'll have initial opening bid, 10000 So you'll bid 10000 And it'll say up at the top, on some of these sites, it'll say reserve met, yes, reserve met, no. And if the reserve is met, that means now that it, the price is up high enough where it's going to sell. Gotcha. So in many cases, I'll, I'll be bidding, and you can set it up so it's automatic bidding. So let's say the house is probably worth, let's say I think it's worth no more than 70 so I'll start at 10. You could set it up on an automatic bidding process. So if somebody bids 12, then you, you get you bid 13. It, it sounds almost literally <clears throat> exactly like eBay. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. It's the same thing. So you could set it up automatically, automatic bidding, and then cap it at a certain number. Okay. And you'll get an email. Is that the way it is on eBay? Yeah, you, I believe You've just so. been outbid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it lets you know. And it, it, you can, it'll just incrementally uh, <clears throat> buy the dollar. Just you know, and I'm sure it might be different on here, mm-hmm. but it would just give you one dollar, uh, a dollar leg up on the next person mm-hmm. underneath you, mm-hmm. and just every time somebody outbids you, but you just put a maximum on there that you'll right. Pay. Yep. So that's the way it would work. You would get an email, or your agent would get an email, or both of you get an email. Depends. But um, I guess you can buy houses on eBay too, then, right? I would imagine so. I've never these I, days. I, maybe. I, don't, I don't do eBay, so I don't. I don't know how that works. I'm always usually just looking for wrestling tickets. I mean, um, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> but what's funny is some of these sites. I don't. I don't want to say which ones, but I know, f- pretty sure for a fact that some of them were. I don't know if they say it's straw bidding, but they were actually bidding against you mm-hmm. to get your bid up. Yeah. Which is really, in my opinion, un- unethical, unethical and yeah. not right. You have that on eBay too. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could just tell. You could, you could tell that it wasn't, you know, a person some bidding on it. And and then oh, what would happen is the bid would go up so high and that that straw bid or that automatic bid would go up that it was generated from the auction company and then you'd like back off and then you'd notice that it can it comes back on the auction like 2 weeks later. Yeah. You know, yep. same thing yep. on eBay. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's about it. The auctions are fairly easy, but again, you still have to, and in either case, you still need to know the market. You really need to know on the auction foreclosure side, you need to know uh, the contractor side of things. Because if you're going to walk through it really quick and you got to make a quick decision, so you either need to be very schooled in this area like I am, or you literally need to go to every house with your contractor. Mm-hmm and have them walk through it right then and there, immediately make a decision and get your offer in because it's not going to last long if you don't. Now, in comparing the two, sheriff sales versus what we talked about today, foreclosures and auctions, um, and I know there's no real answer to this, but I'm going to ask, ask it anyway. Which do you prefer, or is there one that's more lucrative than the other? Mm, that's, a, that's a good question. Or did you think of that all by yourself again? Yeah. That's very. I am impressed. Thank you. Thank I am you. impressed. I, I aim to please. I'm glad that I do at least once a week. I one percent a day. <laughs> what do I prefer? Um, I I think it's fifty fifty. I think the sheriff sale is nice because I have a system down. I have a good team, and you're looking at five hundred properties all at once. Right now, granted, at sheriff sale we didn't talk about this, but we should have at the sheriff sale. So five hundred on average show up every month. Out of those 500, I think it's about 7% that actually sell. Wow. Only 7. Okay. So out of 500 properties 35. that you research, you whittle it down to like 35 or 40 properties. That's wow. all. Okay. And out of those 35 or 40, sometimes you get none. 
So you do hours and, and, and potentially an entire week of work and go to the sale and get nothing. Empty handed. Yeah. Okay. So I like it because there's volume there and you can buy three or four at one shot. I also like the foreclosure side after it's um, sheriff sales done because you're getting good title. You have pictures online. You can go see them. So I just made an offer on one the other day that I didn't even see. I saw the pictures and I knew it was a good deal. I said, even if I have to pay full price without seeing it, unless there's some major structural issue there, I'm going to be able to make some money there. Not that there's a lot more. It seems like there's a little bit more transparency to, to yeah. help you out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. But you still need to be able to make those quick decisions and you still need to have a relatively high real estate IQ in order to get those deals. You have to have your cash in place. You have to have your team in place. It, it's There's still some cons with uh, foreclosures and auctions, but it's a good place to get started. Good versus, versus doing sheriff's sheriff's okay. yeah, right at, good at the beginning. Um, I don't know. What else do we have to sprinkle on top of this one, Alex? What do you think? Uh, no, I don't know, but I tell you what, you, you did bring up a good point where there are probably some other sites out there that you could research. Mm -hmm. You know, like eBay. Can you buy houses on eBay? I don't know. Can you buy houses? Are there other auction sites? I'm sure there are. Right. The ones I know of, like I said, are there's HUD.com, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. There is Hubzoo, um, Auction.com, Auction World USA. Obviously, be careful for any scams that are out there, too, because yeah, there's always scam course. sites that, you know. So I'm sure there's other auction sites. Um, always be looking for those. Always be looking for another area that you can find a property that someone else doesn't know about. Yeah. And there's always something new popping up. That's why it's, you know, always stay ahead of the curve, so to speak. Mm -hmm. This is just another way to stay ahead of the curve. Yes, sir. Um, well, Alex, thank you. I greatly appreciate these these you know twenty more minutes. Yes, it was. Uh, was it twenty minutes? It's about twenty minutes or so. Okay, it's, it's about eighteen. We're gonna 18. round up. We could talk for 20. two more to make we it. We really 20. could, you know. I mean, talk about well, uh, ne next week on real invest uh, real estate investing with Alex <laughs> Stay Deacon. Stay tuned. For Stay tuned because we have environmental topics to talk about. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk about asbestos, radon, lead paint. Lead in your water. We're gonna get, we're gonna get what all else? environmental and, and and all. I mean, since I'm the long-haired hippie, I How guess. How about we, some mold? Oh yeah, we'll get sprinkle some mold in there. Get some mold in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex, thank you for for this, guys. I hope now that you have a better understanding of uh, sheriff sales versus uh, foreclosures uh, and auctions. Uh, hopefully, you can add some of those to your portfolio, and this uh, either leans you in one direction or the other. If you were on the fence, whether you should dip into that end of investing, um, you'll want to check us out on, like I keep saying, Facebook, uh, Twitter. We are. We do have a social media presence, and we do respond. So please get a hold of us on there. Um, go to dhrea.com for our official website. Find us, like us, follow us, stalk us. However you guys do it in today's uh, social media climate. Uh, but leave us some comments. Leave us some topics to talk about next time. Topics that you are interested in, so that we can help you guys uh, grow your portfolio uh, and get some more uh, cash flow coming into your wallet. So. For the great Alex Deacon, for everybody else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, my name is Adam. We thank you very much, and we will see you next time.